Hey guys, so unfortunately the following podcast we had some recording issues with, so it's had to be cut short. Please check out our other podcasts, also available on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. So here we are with Jordan Barton, the most shredded man in MMA. How are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, fella. All good. So just before we um, start, we were talking about your training. So post it was a pre-lockdown, you were going <laughs> balls to the walls. And now how's that keeping up? How's the um, training holding up? Um, <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying, I'm lucky that I've got keys to a gym. So I'm getting good sessions in, um, but only bags, fitness weights. Not It's not the same as sparring and rolling. So I'm, I'm missing that side a bit, but what I can do, I'm definitely doing, yeah, I'm keeping good. I was going to say, because you've had um, some pretty big fights, and even Robin Black himself has um, broken down one of your fights. Yeah, I bet yeah. you were pretty excited seeing that. Yeah, yeah, so that was actually about a year, a year and a half ago. Um, and I shared it then, but I just reposted mm. it. But yeah, I was buzzing when that popped up. Yeah, it was made up. Yeah, that must have done you um, the world a good, like, you know, promo and that, because that guy's been, like, in the fight game for a while now. Like, how long has he been knocking about for me? Yeah, he has been, Joe Rogan he's been on the, Yeah, he's been on the podcast a couple of times with Joe Rogan, hasn't he? And I think he does a bit of commentary as well, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, I've, I've been watching his breakdowns and following him for a while. So when he popped up that he'd done one on me, yeah, I was buzzing. Well, this is it. And um, with your camps and everything else, so primarily you trained with um, Tom Blackledge. Is he, was he in the UFC, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was in the UFC. Um, and... We've got well, we've actually got a couple coming through, but Gav, we've got as well currently in Bellator, um, and I'm sure you probably heard of him, Andy Clamp. He's a light heavyweight. Um, mm. He's had a few issues, so he's had a bit of time off, but I'm sure he'll be coming back Bellator UFC soon. So talk us through how you got into um, training, especially at that kind of level as well. Was it something you've always had a passion for, like being like MMA? Is it just something you fell into? Mm. How did you get started? Um, I, I. To be honest with you, I actually watched the Bisbin Henderson Ultimate Fighter, and from watching that Ultimate Fighter, I wanted to I wanted to do MMA, and before I even trained MMA, I wanted to fight in the UFC. So I, I mean, that's that was always like what I had in my mind before I even started training. To be honest, um, so yeah, I just obviously knew I had to be in the right places, training them with the right people, and to get that chance. Yeah. So was Blackledge the first gym you went to? Was this somewhere you've had to go through a few places to find? How did you um, end up there? I kind of floated about doing a bit of anything and everything training-wise. I did a bit of boxing, a bit of gi, jiu-jitsu, just whatever. And then I decided I wanted to fight, but I wasn't kind of tied into anywhere properly. Um, my cousin, Jake Barton, trains. He's a, he's a professional boxer now, but he was a professional Thai boxer. Is he your cousin? Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, I didn't want to assume just because Barton, but yeah, because yeah, I'm no, like yeah, cousin, yeah. part of um, was it Biosynergy, the ambassador thing over it is, and he's like there was like poster boy, uh, oh, poster yeah, boy for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that small world. Yeah, so Jake's my cousin. Yeah, so um, he at the time he was a professional uh, Thai fighter, um, and I got in touch with him just to, to go down and start training down there at Team Elite at the time. Well, that's where he trained at the time. Um, and trained there for, to be honest with you, four or five weeks and took a fight. And I, realistically, I wasn't ready, but I, that's what I was, my mind was set that I was fighting whether I had a gym or not. That's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, it just went on from there. Okay, so you left a little bit of a cliffhanger there. So, talk <laughs> about this first fight. So, obviously, you're that, you know, mm. 
that that so, white belt who everyone wants to like you know go to the gym oh get me a fight get me a fight get me a fight yeah to I, fight. Was, I was my mind was set on i was fighting no matter what whoever it was uh, wherever it was whatever weight i was just sat on i wanted to fight uh, so my first fight was so yeah this is actually why we got onto the thing wasn't it how i ended up with tom blackledge so my first fight was against a guy called bobby pallet that was my first amateur fight um that was at lightweight and at the time, I was smaller as well, so we're talking, I was walking around at 69, 70 kilo. And if you look at Bobby, I don't know if you'll know who he is, the lad, he's a Bobby Pallet, he's, he's a professional now, but he's he's um, he's a bigger guy, to be honest, for the weight. So, But I just took the fight. Uh, he was 2-0 and at the time, and I'd never had a fight. Um, and Tom was actually cornering Bobby for that fight. So I ended up losing that fight in the second round by triangle, uh, I start speaking to Bobby after the fight, start training with him, and then obviously that's how I meet Tom Blackledge, and then I've been training with Tom since then. Yeah, I've just Googled um, Bobby and his massive fights in Cage Warriors, so there we are. I mean, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like some random bum off the street, so I think... No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough debut, definitely. Yeah, you didn't um, jump in the shallow, and to be fair to you. But that's quite interesting. Oh, wasn't there. Sorry, I was just saying, yeah, if you watch the video of that fight, it wasn't definitely wasn't an easy fight, but it was a good fight. Good debut, definitely learned a lot from that one. So, talk me through the aftermath of that. So, obviously, you've gone in guns blazing, this is what I want to do, I want to get in the UFC. So, mm-hmm. first fight, you end up getting subbed. What's your feelings after that, then? Are you still guns blazing? Are you, like, you know, reassessing? What are you feeling? What's your mindset? Yeah. Um, to be honest, it didn't actually, like, I think if I took quite a nasty head kick in the fight and I got a bad hematoma swelling on my head um, so it was a rough debut but it didn't actually knock my confidence I, I then approached my next fight thinking it can't really be much worse than that can it so what have I got to lose now that's how I looked at it and I was I, all I thought was even if I don't carry on doing this I can't finish until I've won it I've got to at least have one win before I quit I mean that is pretty good going I mean for such a young lad with that kind of like you know determination and sort of perseverance with it because obviously like everyone wants the the initial glory I think, okay mma if i train i will win full stop there's mm. no hard sparring in between there's no getting beaten up there's no horrible weight cuts it's just start finish line no <laughs> bit in between but no to yeah to end go into that fight come up short against you know some fucking quality to then mm. you know steer back into it with a positive attitude it says a lot so talk us through how Tom then guarded your amateur career then, like regards of influence and guidance. So I think to be, I think after my debut fight, it was maybe probably a year and a half before I fought again, which is actually what I needed. Like I'd say, if someone walked into a gym, they're gonna need at least a year and a half. Obviously, everyone's different, but I'd mm. say a year to two years of training before they can fight, because there's so much to pick up. It's not just, it's not just punching. It's not just grappling. There's a lot to it. So. Um, I spent a lot of time just working on improving, and then, um, and then yeah, about a year and a half later, ended up fighting then under Tom. Okay, so that's a soundbite. Jordan Barton says it takes more than just punching to be good at fighting. So there we are. That's um, the title story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but this that's interesting though. To then go from oh, I'm gonna fight straight away from you know, regardless of what anyone else says, to then okay. I'm going to listen and take this time to then develop. Mm. And then it's, it's good that you were being that coach, but I think that's a real sort of strong asset to the reason you guys really sort of work well together. Definitely. So let's fast forward a bit. So your pro debut, 
What was your turning point at amateur to feel like you're ready for the pro ranks? I think there's like a natural progression with amateurs, as in you win your title at an amateur on a good show, and it's kind of professional from there. I mean, some will defend it or maybe have a few more, but I, I just like you just said then, I follow what Tom says. Um, I trust in him. So if he said, I think maybe we should look at turning pro for the next fight, then I'm not going to question it. I just follow what he says and trust it. I mean, that is pretty interesting. That Again, that kind of complete confidence. Now, mm. some just fast forward a little bit. So your fight with James Hendon, an absolute savage. Mm-hmm. When you end up coming up yeah. short in that kind of fight, how is your then faith in Tom? Because normally up until then, it's all smooth sailing. Everything he says, you know, is coming true. And then when there's a bump in the road, how's your um, relationship at that point? In MMA, well, you know yourself, in mm. MMA, um, there's so many things that can happen, so many changes that can happen. And in a fight, it's never going to be perfect. Even if you win, it wasn't perfect. There's nothing perfect about an MMA fight. Um, so I made too many mistakes it's that simple uh, James Hendon's very good um, oh he's, he's have you seen his most recent fight on Cage or where he's in the, behind the door yeah yeah he just, it was horrible he <laughs> the guy didn't he oh, Chris Edwards but, I feel for it man yeah yeah but I, I I would take that fight again tomorrow um, and I respect James like I just said he's a great fight I'd take that fight tomorrow and I absolutely believe I'd beat him I do believe I could win that fight like I just said I think it's a few mistakes and I've been through it to learn their mistakes and that's that's MMA, isn't it? So Now, that is a really interesting response because the way I started that question was almost allocating the responsibility to him in the sense that mm. you would then have that full responsibility of, okay, he says do this, I do that, I get the result, cool. Mm-hmm. But when it doesn't work out, I like how you've then taken your own ownership on the things you've done wrong. Mm. So, so that's an interesting side to the whole thing. You've got to have trust in the mm. team. You've got to have trust in the team you're in. And at the same time, Name like, okay, Khabib, John Jones, a couple of maybe are undefeated and they still made mistakes. But that's fair play. They pulled it off. Realistically, you, you don't stay perfect the whole time. Mistakes are made and you can't put a blame on someone else for that. Again, it is really good to see that you've got that kind of self-awareness to take that responsibility on yourself for certain elements and also, you know, critique your own performance. Um, bit mm. of a... Um, Nosy question. So you did a camp out with um, was it camp or just a couple of sessions out with um, uh, 86ers? What is it? Hard, Hard knocks. knocks. That's it. Yeah, Florida with um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn so and the, the bodybuilding crew. How was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I only went for the week. It was more of a, it was training, but it was like a holiday training. Mm. Um, that was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's just nice to sometimes mix your training up and test yourself against people that you know are. Um, UFC and high-level Bellator fighters, so you can kind of get a feel for where you are against something like that. What was the initial atmosphere going in? Because obviously, even though they're UFC and Bellator, you're still a professional fighter, you're still a featherweight, yeah. and you're still, you know, a potential you, yeah. opponent. Well, how was the atmosphere, you know, you coming in? Was uh, it tension or was it all right? What was it? No, no, they were welcoming. Um, don't get me wrong, in the sessions, they're, they're giving it to you like they would give it to mm. anyone else that trains there, which... I mean, I'm, that's what I'm going for. I don't, I don't go to for them to like go light on me. I'm, that's what I'm going for. So, the welcoming people and they give you a proper session. That's what I wanted. Thank you for listening, guys. And this episode has been sponsored by Mauler MMA. Use code FC MMA twenty 
at checkout on mmma.com for 20% off on all products.